Hey friends, welcome back to the table with Cass and Mari. I'm Cassara. And I'm Mari. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come hang with us. We pray that this episode leaves you filled with hope and joy, helps you to see life in a different perspective, and draws you closer to Jesus. On today's episode, we just wanted to take a little bit of time to introduce ourselves, give you guys a little bit of background about who we are, what our walk with Jesus has looked like, why we chose Jesus, what that moment of salvation kind of looked like. We both became believers as adults, so there's some really cool stories um, that we'll share throughout the season. But Casera, go ahead and get us started. Who are you? Hey guys, I'm Casera. Um, we live in Northwestern PA. I've lived here for about 17 years now. Um, a little bit about me is I've had two jobs in my life, um, and I currently still do those two it's jobs. Amazing. It's just amazing. Um, I, my full-time job, I am a college basketball coach, um, and I'll get more into detail about that later. And then my second job is complete opposite, um, different demographic of people. Demographic. Um, I work at a nursing home. I am a nurse's aide as well. And so I work there uh, part-time, you know, seasonal when I'm not in season as a college basketball coach um, and in the summers. And so with those two jobs, like I said, they're completely different. Um, with my my college coaching job, I have the privilege of um, getting to know and work with 18 to 21-year-olds. Um, those are college students. And a huge part of my story is I came to know the Lord um, when I was in college. And so I love being able to talk and um you know mentor disciple like those those young adults you know they're blooming into who god created them to be whether they know it or not they have the freedom to not be under their parents roof but they also have you know the support of um you know 15 other teammates coaches you know support staff as well as you know still being able to be in college and have just a lot of um, people who surround them and encourage them and support them so um, I love that aspect of my life. And then at the nursing home, you know, it's a, it's older people um, mm-hmm. and some of them are end of life. And it's just a different perspective on life. Um, I've gained so much wisdom and knowledge from just sitting with them because they, they've lived life, you know. And some of them know it's end of life for them, but some of them are, are there to rehab and to get better and to go home. And so a lot of great relationships have been um, made, you know, in both aspects of my life and the, the jobs that I, I currently serve at. So it's definitely cool for me to do those those things. What about you, Mari? I am Mari. I'm a wife, a mom. My children are, I have two kids and they're both quite young, so I'm still kind of in the thick of early motherhood. I, my mission, my heart is with the youth. I love working with the youth, with the kids. I've, I've been a dance teacher for 15 years, uh, danced my entire life, and for a short time owned a dance studio. And when I started to have kids, I realized that the time dedication to that job was not serving my family well. And so the Lord called me home, and I gave up my career um, as a dance studio owner. I still teach one day a week just to kind of stay plugged in. But we also, my husband and I, were youth pastors for a time and are still very heavily involved in that conference's uh, youth program hosting, like, seasonal camps, which is really great. I love, I just love the heart of teens and helping them walk through life. I think that was when I was really lost, Mm -hmm. and so being able to kind of press into that 
but God has definitely shifted. I'm the opposite of Kisera. I've had probably every job you can think of under the sun. I've tried them all. Um, but right now, I the, God has given me an opportunity to create an online community um, that's focused on Christ-centered wellness, the gospel-centered wellness, teaching women about who God says they are through his word while teaching them wellness, wholeness of their body through nutrition, through movement. A journey I'm on myself as a mom is just totally different and it's it's been so good it's been so good that's something that I can do online and still be home and present so that's just a little bit about me and what I do and who I am and uh Kisera what about your hobbies do you have any hobbies yeah so I think just going off of that where we both you know lived um lives as like athletes you know you were a dancer for so long I you know play basketball and I'm not as active in basketball as I am now but I think a big part of it is like how our bodies are so different than when we were athletes so for me um doing things outdoors just to keep my body active we're huge into hiking love to go camping um I started running which I've never been a runner but I've really enjoyed running um and looking to run a half marathon in June so I'm excited about that exciting um like to travel um, like to read and love to spend my time going to different Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> so, That's my favorite um, thing about you. Just so, so you know. <laughs> um, Yeah, just seeing how many. And I travel a lot with my job. So whenever I'm out and about, always trying to find a Chick-fil-A to go to because that is the Lord's food. And you have a goal. <laughs> so, Can you please tell our listeners? So our, my goal before I turn 30 is <laughs> to try everything on the menu at least once. And so we're almost there. Um, we're almost there, and so I will, I will check that off before I turn 30. So, Mari, what about you? What are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do? What are you interested in? I'm still stuck on Chick-fil-A okay. um, because we live in a small town. I grew up in a city where there were lots of Chick-fil-A's, mm-hmm. and so we live in a small town now where, where like, you have to drive an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. to one. And um, so Casera's favorite thing to do is to send us photos of her dinner to rub it in that we're stuck here. And it also helps that when we travel for basketball, my girls love Chick-fil-A. So we <laughs> <laughs> we go all the time, and it is no shame. That's, like, their first, like, You're let's go to Chick-fil-A. Blessed with let's good go company. So <laughs> it's great. Oh, my hobbies. Kassara and I have a lot in common in this area. I love to be outside, and it looks a lot different now, where before we had kids, my husband and I loved to camp and to hike and just anything we could do outside. We travel to the beach. The beach is one of my favorite places, I think just like the awe of how vast the ocean is but we love being outside and right now that looks a lot like gardening because it's something that we can do with our kids we can get our hands in the dirt and be a part of God's creation watching seeds turn into food Mm -hmm. it's amazing it has been something I never thought I would get into in my life and here now in my 30s we're growing food in our for our family in our home it's amazing and our kids love it too so that's kind of you know top hobby right now we're homesteading yeah that's fun on the train we join the train yeah that's cool um what about your walk with jesus where did that begin what did life before christ how about that yeah so um like i've said i'm a college basketball coach and i love my job and I definitely think that, you know, God used basketball to help shape me. Um, I've been playing basketball for a long time, grew up playing basketball, and then my I played basketball in college, 
Um, and my junior year, end of my junior year, so I had a year and a year and a half left of um, competitive basketball. I tore my ACL, and so anybody who knows that knows it. That's a that's hard. You know, it's a season-ending injury. Um, there's a lot a lot that goes into it. There's surgery. There's rehab. There's everything. And like the so disappointment is yeah. probably crushing. Yep. And so that was that was so hard because it's like we were having a really good year. Um, like we we were just doing really well and that got stripped from me. And so, you know, it's funny to see things that, you know, we take for granted that we don't know that we're, you know, that are so important to us. We don't know that some idols in our life are idols until mm-hmm. they're stripped from us. Yes. And amen. I definitely believe that God had to strip that from me for him to open my eyes to see what life is and that there's more than just basketball. Yeah. Um that's good. But thank goodness for his grace because like I said, now I'm back um, in coaching. And so it definitely full circle moment that, you know, through that injury, I was be, I was able to, you know, come to know the Lord. Um, I was being discipled and mentored by a really good friend um, who also worked at the college. And, you know, she just told me that your life is bigger than basketball and that God will use these moments um, for something way bigger and way better than just what you can imagine in this season. Um, and so because of that, my whole life, my whole life changed after that. Um, I took time just to sit and to process and then just go through those, you know, that season of not playing basketball, not doing anything, but stepping into a different role. You know, how could I be a better teammate? How Mm -hmm. could I be a better leader? Um, How can I see what this means? And so in that season, um, God just really opened my eyes to to see the things that he wanted me to see. Um, But I didn't even know it. And so before Christ, I, you know, I was typical college college student you know I partied I you know was prideful I did all the things for attention um and that's the life that I lived but I was still quote a good person um I was raised in the church and I knew of God but I didn't truly know him um and so I didn't know like why this was happening to me you know I'm a good person I get good grades I don't you know I don't kill people I don't do all the things but when we see who Jesus is we see that he sees the heart so even though the outside of our lives look good what do our what does our heart look like um and so he really had to open my eyes and show me that the life that I was living was not one of him and wasn't one for him it was for self and so again I think he really had to strip me of of what was important to me to show what truly mattered and was truly important for me. Yeah, that's great. That's so, yeah. Great. I think, um, man, there's so much depth to my story in different layers and seasons. And um, like Cassara grew up in the church, I was a cradle Christian. Mm. That's what our pastor likes to call it. But yeah, from the cradle, I was born into a Christian family and was raised in the church. And I was honestly like sold and on fire for Jesus um, until a little bit of trauma struck our home my parents um, got divorced in middle school and that's a whole other story and it's really honestly that side of the story isn't mine to tell but there's been a lot of healing since then and praise god our family is has been healed and has a great relationship but it was very hard on me and it was one compromise after another that led me to eventually you know late high school early college like really the party scene you know that Mm -hmm. typical party scene and I would still pray and I would still um like I I said I believed Mm. I said I was a believer but there was no accountability I had nobody uh, I I had no believers surrounding me whatsoever and it was just a breeding ground for destruction yeah 
and you know one thing led to another I, I eventually did give up drinking on my own with, but it wasn't it wasn't because of my love for Jesus but I gave up drinking for affection of men mm, mm-hmm. and feel, you know I'm like okay well let's fill it this way let's fill it this way and um, lived with my boyfriend we didn't really have a lot of people speaking life into that. I didn't know why. I knew that God said not to do it, but I didn't know why. I had, didn't have the relationship. I, I wasn't reading my Bible um, to understand the why. And through different situations and the church um, that I go to now was actually doing praise and worship nights at the college. And so I got connected that way. And one Sunday I'm sitting in church. Actually, I think it was a Saturday night service. They used to do Saturday mm-hmm. night services, which are fantastic for college kids, by the way, because, you know, I probably went to a party afterwards <laughs> and was too tired to get up for church on Sunday. <laughs> but um, one Sunday, our pastor was just going into great depth and great length to explain why you wait till marriage to have sex. Mm. And I actually guess I didn't realize until that moment that it was actually that big of a deal to me that I cared that I even cared about that. Um, but you know, he explained wh- why, like why God says this and why it's important. And you know, we can talk about that on a different podcast. That could be like a whole discussion in itself. But I was so propelled into motion, and it wasn't. I didn't feel bad. It wasn't condemnation. It was conviction. It was like. Um, it was like I actually got to a point in my life where I loved Jesus more than I loved people. And when I realized that I was hurting my relationship with God, I was propelled into motion and I couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was trembling, but I knew that the moment I got home, I was going to tell him we can't live together anymore. Mm-hmm. And f- there was something in my heart. I kept praying that like God would change his heart. Like he changed Pharaoh's heart, you know, cause in that, cause, cause it says, um, in Exodus that God softened Pharaoh's heart. Is that, that's an Exodus, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to quote this yeah, wrong. Yeah. Yep. Um, God softened Pharaoh's heart to let Moses and the Israelites go. And so I, that was my prayer. God, please soften his heart. And I was like, he softened Pharaoh's heart mm-hmm. and he can soften my boyfriend's heart as well because I did love him and I wanted, you know, I was just wanted to do it God's way. Right. And, um, yeah, it didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, peace out. Well, and peace. sometimes God's way isn't the way that we imagine, oh, you know, yeah, totally. and it's not the way that we expect it to go. Almost never. Yeah. And I think that's like God's goodness for us is that, okay, I know you want it to go this way, but that's not what right. it's going to be, you know, you know, he wasn't protecting a believer. Us. Yeah. Like, you know, hindsight, now that I'm 12 years older, right. I, he wasn't a believer. Mm. And so even if God changed his heart, it was not leading in that direction. Like God knew his heart and my heart and he knew that he knows the future. Right. And so I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about who was going to help me raise my kids. I was Mm -hmm. thinking, I don't want this heartbreak. Save me from this heartbreak. Save Mm -hmm. me from him hating me. Save me from whatever, you know, and yeah, praise God. He's just so good and gracious and merciful. And that was really the moment that propelled me into motion. And, and um, disclaimer, it was messy mm. after that. You know, he broke up with me, but I didn't have it all together. I still made mistakes. And I, you know, I had a boyfriend that was toxic after him. I wish I could say that I, the next boyfriend I had wasn't, but but, but there were still things that God had to work out in me. But my, I was sold for Jesus and, yeah. and, 
praise God because we're in a, just a totally different place with our maturity now. Um, but it was so good. So, Kasera, I'm curious. I know they're curious. Why Jesus? Like, mm. like of all the things, why Jesus? Yeah. For you? So, um, similar to Mari with my moment of salvation was um like I was in a relationship with somebody for five years somebody I thought I was going to marry I was going to spend the rest of my life with um but again I wasn't living for Jesus and neither was he um and so again I still went to church twice on Sunday once on Wednesday night you know we did bible studies we did all all the things to you know check all the boxes read my bible didn't really understand it still read it did all the things um but was still living for the world and so within that like it was a very it was a big shock for him to when I like said like hey I can't be with you anymore you know I was with you for five years but now it's like I can't just all of a sudden be with you anymore um because what changed you know you were going to church you were reading your bible still but now what happened that you can't still be with me even though you still want to do those things um and it was definitely a heart change it was like you know we Jesus's relationship and growing up within like and religion it's like telling you what you can and can't do you can't do this you can't do this but they never tell you why Mm -hmm. you know um and when we 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 find our relationship with with jesus we see that he's relation he's relational you know he wasn't the one that was hanging out with the pharisees he wasn't you know telling everybody what they can and can't do from the law you know he was saying what like how does your heart look towards? Why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, he was hanging out with tax collectors and prostitutes and um, like all the people, all the all the people that people didn't like. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, when I saw Jesus was yeah, yeah Jesus was Jesus was, and when I saw that that there's a huge difference between knowing of God and truly knowing and being with him in relationship who is you know his son Jesus that what that looks like um that was a complete 360 change for Mm -hmm. me where it's like okay what does this look like now it's not about rules Mm -hmm. or religion it's about relationship like I love you and I want you to come be with me um and again just the the things in the moments of my life that happen that I'm like there's no other explanation you know but Jesus um with you know I tore my ACL with that with that tear it's it's a nine to twelve month recovery um and yes I'm an athlete I was an athlete we worked out did all the things but I hated it (laughs) I just wanted to go and play basketball to show up for the games play basketball didn't want to practice didn't want to work out didn't want to run you know and for me to be able to be cleared and play after seven months like that is not of me that is of the lord um and all glory to him to be able to do that because that is not what i wanted to do and so being able to like sit and process and say okay lord like you stripped that from me but now you're giving it back to me why you know and it has nothing to do with religion it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you know my wants and my needs but it shows god's grace um, you know, and his love for us and still, we, we can still enjoy the things. Mm-hmm. We can still find yeah. joy in the things that, um, you know, that we enjoy doing, but once it becomes an idol in our life that, you know, we have to be able to strip that away mm-hmm. ourselves and at times God has to do that for us. Um, so why Jesus? Um, I think for me, it was just a moment where, in the life that I was living, there was no fullness. There was no fulfillment. There was always wanting more. There was always a void. Um, and once I really started digging deep into scripture and understanding who God is, um, and 
you know, really seeing that Jesus is relationship and not religion, not rules, it made me hunger for him more. It made me want to know him deeper. Um, and as we talk about relationships on here, well, we will talk about relationships with Jesus and what that looks like and how we cultivate those relationships yeah. um, and spending time, you know, in relationships and with the people that we want to have a deeper relationship with. And that's the same for Jesus. You know, when we want a relationship with him, when we want to grow our relationship, how do we get to know somebody? We spend time with them. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Praying, um, spending time in the word. Um, you know, reading about him, reading, reading books. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, that's, I was just so encaptured with who he is and, you know, what he had already done in my life without me fully surrendering to him. And the only way, you know, to, to thank him or to, to be, you know, obedient to him is, you know, surrendering my life to him and truly living a life that's worthy of who he is. And so I think like that was just those moments. I'm like, okay, it's all or nothing. I have nothing to give except for my life. Um, And, you know, that's what, you know, Jesus says, you lay down your life Mm -hmm. and come to me. And so I think in those moments, it's like just a heart change, a a mind change of what else is there? There's nothing else except for Jesus. And so that's why. Jesus for me. What about you, Mari? Why Jesus for you? Yeah, man, that's like such a loaded question, but um, I just feel so similar in a way that when I got to such a broken place and walked away from my faith, it was because I knew Christ as a religion of a list of do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and boxes to check. And I was, you know, also very young, but. Um, it was very hard for me to press into Jesus because it was like, oh, I messed up. Oh, I messed up. Well, I'm going to get struck by lightning. You know, that kind of mindset. And when I when I finally came back to, you know, I, I continued to pray and say, oh, I believe in God. But then obviously my life did not reflect that. Um it was the relationship. I started to read my Bible and really understand why God says these things. And and it's because God is so good and gracious and merciful. It's not because he wants to with, withhold fun from us. It's not because he wants to strike us down the minute we step up. He's mess up. He's not waiting in the clouds with his lightning bolt saying, oh, 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 like I got her. You know, he's like, I love you and I want goodness and fullness and a whole life for you yeah. ahead. And, and because our father, a father wants to protect his, his child, he wants protection over us. And when I started to really dig into God's word and read and understand, you know, why he says the things that he says, why, why understanding why I've been taught the things I've been taught, I was, I was hungry. I wanted more. I was like, this is good. This yeah. is whole. This is, um, this is what I need in my life. I was on a path to destruction. My life was on a path to nothing good was coming from mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I chose Jesus because he loves us because there's grace when you mess up because he wants restoration in your life. And, and I got to see that firsthand, just like you, I didn't deserve it. I wasn't seeking God. I wasn't chasing after him. And I saw healing and restoration happen in my life just because he loves us. Yeah. 
just because he loves us. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we can say to be good enough to earn Jesus, Mm -hmm. to earn his love, to earn heaven. He gave it to us because he loves Mm -hmm. us. And And it's a gift. It's a gift, yes. And that was enough for me to be like, I'm yours, Lord. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want from me, I'm yours. Take Like, like, take it. Take it. You can have my career. (laughs) You can have whatever. And and while you know while it's not a cakewalk, man, it's good. Yeah, it's been good. I I feel like I need to have a small disclaimer. We're not in a recording studio, <laughs> and so um, my daughter's having the best time of her life outside of the building, and we can hear her. So if you've heard children, or car doors, car doors, a little chatter, we will eventually get a little you know the the professional atmosphere but guys this is real life this Mm -hmm. is this is who we are and you're getting the fullness of it and so we hope you appreciate that yeah and just going off that we are not perfect we are far from perfect and as you've already heard you know um and we're still getting there you know we are every day you know is a daily surrender to the lord and do we mess up do we say things we shouldn't say Our, our attitudes ways that they shouldn't be absolutely you know um but daily we're still striving to live our lives for christ and you know just pulling you into this atmosphere of being able to know that it's okay to mess up Mm -hmm. it's okay to not be perfect um because god gives us grace but we're still living our lives fully surrendered to him and towards him um and just being able to to know that there are people out there you know like us Mm -hmm. um because to real people real people to know that where we once were we didn't have all the tools and resources that you know there are now or that we hope to bring to others um, who are listening so yeah yeah we just want to walk with you like we've been through some things and you know if there's just anything that God can speak through us through our life and through his word that we can point you back to him we just hope that just maybe it will bring a fullness to your life a lot sooner than it did for us. Right, yeah. And fun, funny story, Mari and I met at this college that we both went to <laughs> like eight years ago on a stoop, probably like before a party or something. And we knew, like, we knew who each other were maybe. Yeah. Like, I knew who she was. I saw her. And then it wasn't till, till like five years after that, five, six, seven yeah. years after that, that we actually became friends. Um, and that would have ne- never happened if it wasn't for Christ. No. And so only yeah. through him are we friends. Um, and that's the beauty, you know, of relationships that we talk about. Um, and, you know, Jesus being at the center of all of our relationships. Yes. Oh, man, when we get to the friendship series, it is good. It is good, you guys. I'm so excited. We just want to thank you guys for being here and for listening and joining us. And we just hope that you resonated. If if this brought you joy, if you were like, yes, I want to be a part of this, we hope to have you come with us next time. Like we're going to post another podcast in a week, right? Yep. And we just love to have you join us for our relationship series. Uh, Cause Sarah's going to give us a little introduction to that. Yeah. So this season we're going to be talking about relationships um, and what that looks like. You know, when we, we think of relationships, we think of maybe marriage, um, husband, wife, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, but it, you know, it goes deeper than that. And like we talked about relationship with Jesus, um, that's in our ultimate relationship, but Jesus wants us to have relationships with other people. Um, and that goes into friendships, which are, they're hard, you know, they're messy, but they're worth it. Um, and then also relationships, we want to talk about like community, what that looks like, relationship with food in our body, 
um, relationships with work, um, you know, not overextending yourself and mm-hmm. what that looks like. Um, a big thing is the Sabbath and what does that look like? How do we intertwine our relationships yeah. with that? Um, and then talking about social media as well. What's a relationship mm. with social media look like? You know, Heck there's yeah. always good and bad to things and just, you know, pulling you guys into that and see what that looks like. So we hope that you can join us along so um, in this season of relationships. And so since it's the springtime right now, you know, um, we're heading into summer. A big thing we see now are flowers, plants. Mari, tell us what's one of your favorite fl- favorite flowers or favorite plants. Man, you know what's funny? I knew this question was coming, and I just, like, just didn't even think about it. But on the top of my head, I love sunflowers. Mm, mm-hmm. I love sunflowers. I don't grow flowers. Typically, I have a okay. huge garden, gigantic garden. And I don't grow flowers because I'm like, I want practical. Like, am I going to be able to use this for something <laughs> yeah. important other than just my, my the aesthetic? Mm-hmm. But sunflowers, I mean, obviously, you can eat them. But I... That's that was the first flower I grew with sunflowers. Yeah, that's fun. I think for me, um, tulips. Ooh, I think and yes. just in the season, they're beautiful. There's so many different colors. Um, they can sprout at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, tulips are just so pretty. Yeah. Oh, so. I recently saw dahlias. Yeah. Well, I I feel like I've seen them before, mm. but people are growing them on Instagram. The people I'm following, like many many people, kept popping up, and I thought, wow. That is a beautiful flower. And I don't know if you can grow them this far north. Okay. But down yeah. south, we can dream. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're just try. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited for next week. If this episode was encouraging to you in any way, like it and share it with a friend to help us spread the word. See you next week. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye.